Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and True Social. And of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. A little Beatles, Hard Days, Night. Of course, over the past year, we've had a lot of Hard Days, Nights. <laughs> Especially thanks to Joe Biden. So over the past year, Joe Biden has been blaming, oh, let's see, Putin's war, the COVID-19 pandemic, Republicans, greedy corporations, the lack of computer chips, the Federal Reserve, climate change, pretty much everything. For food shortages and inflation, the one thing he hasn't done is accept any personal responsibility for it himself. Joining us now to analyze who's really responsible for the current crisis in America is Daniel Oliver. He is a former Reagan White House official and former executive editor of the National Review and author of the new book, Everyday Epiphanies. Daniel, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have anyone from the Reagan administration <laughs> on the show. Uh, as I mentioned to you before you came on the air, he's got a, the, the, a fond place in my heart. Thanks for joining us, sir. My, my pleasure. Reagan has a fond place in my heart, too. So uh, I don't, I don't know. There's, if you... something to, there's something to remember about Reagan, which was that people tend to forget, and it's it's 
worth remembering now um, is that Reagan uh, ran California. He was the governor of California for eight years. And that's a lot of executive experience. And we know from history, basically, that governors make better uh, presidents and senators, because senators run an office full of, you know, maybe 12 people or 25 people. (laughs) And Reagan ran in California for eight years, and that made a tremendous difference. He knew how to manage a big operation. Yeah, case in point, we've got a senator in the White House now, so career politician is not necessarily uh, boding well for the current occupant. Um, I, I don't know if you you heard what he said earlier this week. The president said, "I you know I'm doing everything in my power to bring down energy prices," and then he proceeded to cancel a bunch of oil and gas leases in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. It, it sure doesn't seem to me like his actions are matching his rhetoric, are they? It boggles the mind. I mean, one has to wonder really whether he knows what he's saying, and and there's every indication that he may not. He seems very confused. And to to say things like that is absurd, of course. One also wonders who is feeding him the material, because there must be somebody there who understands the disconnect between what they're doing and what they have him saying. And uh, it's really quite startling that they would do that when everything else is turning sour as well. When they have a wretched war going on and inflation going through the roof, roof, they they say silly things like that. And people are just scratching their heads and wondering who, who, if anybody, is in charge. Well, that is the question: is, is is who is in charge? I mean, you served in a in administration. You were intricately involved. Do you have any idea? I mean, this this whole administration. It does seem to me, in many ways, that the president is just sort of wheeled out there to read off of a teleprompter. But I can't imagine Joe Biden's actually running things. No, and you know he he, he obviously is not. They keep him in a very tight leash. Uh, they don't let him wander around and say things. But, you know, I, uh, I remember attending a, a cabinet meeting with Reagan once, and uh, uh, I began with a, a sort of a almost a make-work assignment, just sort of clean-up stuff that has to be done. There's a lot of junk work that nobody, nobody reads about, nobody cares about, nobody has an interest in, but it has to be done because that's the way you run a, a big operation. And I, uh, so I was given this minor task, and I was told to hang on to the notebook because people would try to slip some things in there that the president might not want to see. So we went into the cabinet meeting, and sure enough, I got the briefing book, and somebody had slipped something into it. Now, I didn't know what to do. With it. I didn't know how you what you did in that circumstance. Reagan opened the index <clears throat> to the briefing book, ran his thumb down it, and uh, looked at the offending material and said, what's this doing here? That doesn't belong here. Take it out. I don't want to talk about that. That's not part of this deal. Right away, he read the table of contents. He understood that somebody was trying to pull a fast one on the meeting, slip something in that nobody had really wanted there that didn't belong there, <clears throat> hoping to get it passed. And uh, and then he went back to having his jelly beans. And I thought to myself, you know, in about, about 35 seconds, he earned his day's keep by focusing the meeting on what was important because he really knew. And that was, you know, that was in the middle of the game. He understood it right then. I don't think Biden could do that. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not sure Joe Biden is, is where what he's doing and where he is at any given moment. 
You uh, you also served as general counsel at the Department of Education during the early uh, White House years, 81 to 83, under President Reagan. I'm curious to hear what you think of the current push by many school districts across the country to push, you know, critical race theory, gender identity theory, that kind of stuff in the classroom. I, I think it's terrible, and I think that I mean, I, that's that's one thing that's bad. The other thing that's bad about education is that this administration is wholly against uh, charter schools, basically any way for um, the nation's school children to escape from the public school especially blacks can't get off the public school plantation. So um, they're simply not getting educated. Their illiteracy is astounding. And every time somebody tries to start a charter school, the feds step on them. They're against privatized schooling because they're in hock to the teachers' unions. And critical race theory is obviously a part of the problem. But the real problem is, and the root of the problem is that is that people can't start charter schools so they can't get away from the public school system, which is managed by the teachers' unions and the Democratic Party, who basically are the same people. Uh, along those same lines, Daniel, you, you graduated. You're a graduate of uh, Harvard Business School. I'm curious what you think of the way many colleges and universities are being corrupted by well, for back, lack of a better term, today's woke ideologues, you know, I mean, Harvard, Yale in particular, you know, they're they're shouting down conservative speakers, tearing down statues. There's a push this week to rename George Washington University because George Washington <laughs> is a racist. I know it's unbelievable. Um, it really is extraordinary. You, you, you can't make this stuff up. And you think to yourself, these people are so crazy that one of these days the public is just going to say, you know, this stuff is just beyond belief. But it may also be that a lot of people simply um, turn, you know, tuned out. They don't want to deal with people as crazy as this. I don't think the American people anywhere is near uh, uh, the uh, Biden administration folks. And, uh, and so – They don't know what to do, but I think they don't like it. I think that'll show up in the polls. I think you're right. I I think it's going to be a rude awakening when the red tsunami hits come this fall. We're we're talking with former Reagan White House official Daniel Oliver. In addition to everything else uh, on your resume, uh, Daniel, you're you're an expert on the Soviet Union and NATO. Uh, yeah, I feel my, my meager resume pales by comparison. Care to uh, care to give us kind of your take, your insights into what's going on in Ukraine right now with Putin? Well, I mean, he's a nasty piece of work and and it shows um, uh, he's basically a communist. He's a thug uh, and he's a. You know, and he's in a, he's on the brink of starting World War Three if he hasn't already. This is sort of World War Three. We hope it doesn't go nuclear. On the other hand, the, the America really doesn't have an awful lot of business uh, fighting a war in Ukraine. That really isn't our fight. Um, and uh, and uh, it seems to me we shouldn't be there. We should we just spend fifty billion dollars. We should be spending fifty billion dollars on Americans, on, on our border, keeping our border safe, worrying about the people who have uh, drug problems, <laughs> even getting some baby formula for the mothers who can't find baby formula in this country. And and uh, this is Putin's war, if you like, but um, Biden is turning it into, into his war as well. And Henry Kissinger said the other day, you probably saw it, 
that there is some chance that you could go nuclear. What does that mean? It probably means tactical nuclear weapons. But, gee, guys, that really isn't in America's interest, and I don't think we should be there. Why is it when I heard that phone ring, I felt like it was the it was the red phone? I just just talking with you, I just had the sneaking <laughs> suspicion. Oh, it's the president calling it from was, the pearly gate from the beyond the pearly gates. It was the Kremlin or something. Uh, let me let me ask. Sorry about that. No, no, it's quite all right. I just it really felt like it was the Kremlin on the red line. Um, let, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you this, Daniel. You know, there's so many people who don't have these opportunities to talk to someone who served. In a position like yours, especially with people, you know, look back and they think of Ronald Reagan with such nostalgia. Can you share with us, uh, you know, memories or reflections about serving with people? I mean, I I look at Ronnie and I think that he was probably (laughs) one of the greatest presidents of our lifetime, certainly in the modern presidents. Can you share with us a reflection or a story, an anecdote about serving with him? Well, I, I just shared one which showed how 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 wide awake he was. Um, you know, he was he was jolly and he was popping his jelly beans. But the fact is, he he knew what was going on. Um, he he really understood the process. He, as I say, he'd run California, so he knew how to run a big operation. He knew what his goals were. Um, he uh, he. My my sense is he won two wars. He won an economic war, and he won the Cold War. Some people were disappointed that he hadn't abolished the Department of Education, and I was basically put there to write the bill um, that would uh, dismantle the Department of Education, put it back somewhere where it belonged. I did write the bill. He didn't get it passed, and some people thought he should have pushed harder on that. My sense was that he won two wars, guys, and let's not try to um, uh, say he should have won a third. I think if you tried to take on the education lobby and establishment in order to get rid of the Department of Education, he might not have won one of the other two wars, the <laughs> economic war or the Cold War that he did win. So I think you, I think you have to choose your battles and know that even in eight years and even when you're president of the United States, uh, you you can't do everything. You have to choose. And I thought he was very wise to choose economics and obviously the Cold War and not deal with education because in the end, if he'd stuffed education back into HEW where it came from, it still would have been the same bureaucrats yeah. and the same outside interests um, lobbying to get their to get their favorite programs enacted. So I don't think it would would have made. And it was nearly, I would not have made it, and it was nearly as much difference as winning the Cold War and winning the economic war did. So I thought that was, I thought that was, uh, you know, again, he, he chose well as to, as to uh, how to how to be an executive, which is what he, what he was. He was a great executive. You uh, you've got a new book out. It's called Everyday Epiphanies. It's uh, on Amazon. It's available on Amazon now. Can you tell us a little bit about it? It's a collection of uh, writings over several years, actually from 2019, um, but m- more recent ones than than old ones. And it's just a collection of columns. I've got another collection coming out uh, this fall. And uh, interesting to read, partly for history, partly just to see how much or how little um, the public policy debate changes. Um, it's a, a lot of it is, is just the same, which indicates perhaps that we haven't learned anything, <laughs> which is a depressing thought. But 
Um, I think they make good reading, and some of them are quite funny, and at least my friends and family enjoy them, and I think anybody else would, too. <laughs> well, and maybe, you know, <laughs> they say uh, as much as things may change, sometimes they stay the same. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, I appreciate you again for joining us this evening. Again, the book is called Everyday Epiphanies. It's available on Amazon. Thank you again for, for joining us this evening and sharing your insights. Uh, carry on the fight, my friend. My pleasure. We'll be taking your calls at 745. Coming up after the break, we'll begin our 2022 candidate profiles featuring Jamie Bluebaugh, who's running in the Republican primary for District 101, the seat currently held by Representative Joe Seiwert. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.